Mm-hmm. <laughs> another another wonderful day in the name another wonderful day JT you want to know what studios. i you know you want to know what i did recently that's you, been a fantastic addition to my life what'd you do i um so i got the new glasses i bought new glasses they look good thank you um i what i uh, the other thing i did is i bought um sorry let me get my mic um i bought prescription sunglasses dude i thought about doing that that's a winner Isn't that's it? a winner it's a winner 100 do it okay. you will you will you will never forgive yourself for not doing it sooner. I um, when I bought these ones off of like mm. Zenny or yeah Zenny, because they were like I think they were like seven or eight dollars. I was like heck yeah, yeah, like that. I got the clip-on shades for them, which aren't bad. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mainly just use them for driving. I wear my glasses because most of the time now that I'm going to classes and stuff, and we have to wear the masks inside glasses. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um. I wear the contacts because I don't want, you know, the glasses mm-hmm. get all fogged up. If you don't, if you don't have the mask pitched just right. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. But sunglasses. Uh, but prescription sunglasses. Definitely get, definitely get prescription sunglasses. I mean, like, mm-hmm. this is probably the most boring conversation to have. This is probably the cold open. But, like, it's probably the most boring conversation to have. I mean, it fits uh, but... with the race this past weekend. But... <laughs> you're, you're correct. Um, I just have, like, a little case that I, I just keep the sunglasses in the case and mm-hmm. i put it with like my wallet and my keys like where I put, where i put all my stuff that goes in my pockets it goes with that and so anytime i leave the house i just grab them too yeah. and they come with me and i get in the car if it's sunny i just switch these glasses out put the sunglasses in the case when i get to where i am i just switch them back it's the yeah. best i was gonna say i would just leave them in the car but I, I guess maybe that might not be good for the lenses i don't know but it doesn't really get you don't have that real big shift in temperature overnight yeah it's it, well you're not supposed you're technically not supposed to leave sunglasses like in extreme heat which it gets very hot in cars in florida but for me it's more of like a um i just like having them on me like, yeah that's a that's a me yeah. thing i like having them like i would in, just on my person yeah like carrying them around and stuff if like you go like say you go to disney world i don't know you to be a big disney guy but say you go to disney I world know, yeah 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 like I, I wouldn't want to like, be carrying carrying around the extra pair of glasses all day. That's that that'd be my only. Unless, I... You'd have to like wear like cargo shorts, so you'd have like the extra pockets. <laughs> I like so cargo I usually, shorts. But... When I go when I go like anywhere that isn't like to work or like the store to get food, I usually have like a bag, hmm. and so I just put it in with my bag of stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's so, like, I, I'm 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 a big bag get you a guy. Little sack. Yeah. I, I could, like, if I, like, did more stuff, I would be big in the backpack game. Yeah. Backpacks 100%. are nice. Backpacks are nice. Especially, like, a good, ba- like, good backpacks are so underrated. Mm-hmm. Once again, just a boring conversation. But best conversation. I'm going to turn these ads the best on. One. There we go. Get, get those ads. Get, get, get our flowing. Fake Racers podcast merch. Because this is a two-person episode. Uh, thanks, AT&T. Yep, <laughs> AT&T is... Is Currently bad. Don't get taking AT&T. Matthew Steelman and um, making him no longer he's Matt, Matthew Steelman is is kidnapped by AT and T right now. Currently, yep. They have him tied up, hog tied. Mm-hmm. You know, Scandinavian style. That's not a thing. I just made it up. But yep, they got him. They got he him. Can't come. But he's so. not here for this episode, unfortunately. So you're gonna have to deal with me again. Hello, I'm back. He's I back. uh man with scheduling and stuff. That you know. <laughs> Last and my week, Discord exploded. It yeah, was great. so last week, um, in my infinite wisdom, 
the first thing that went wrong was I decided to uh, make sure Davey had the correct roles on our Discord. <laughs> um, the biggest mistake was to do so, the right thing. So I, I, I changed it so he's just got the podcaster role since he's no longer a broadcaster with us. And uh, that was your choice, if I was not mistaken. Um, unless unless I'm making things up in my head, because you didn't really like, you, you, you weren't vibing with it, with doing the live broadcast, which is fair, which is fine. It's, the the, the thing, okay, so I, I don't, I'm not like, I wouldn't say I'm retired. I'm not going to say I'm retired, but. He's just taking a sabbatical. I am on a sabbatical from the broadcast because I suck at it, I think, so, <laughs> you know. Here I have a little bit of leeway. If I really do something bad, I just make Joe work a little bit more. Yeah, pretty which much. like I don't want to do that either. But it's it's better than if I did something bad on a live broadcast. It's very stressful. I don't mind doing it, and I think I would, I think I would enjoy it a lot more. Like if um, you know, when, whenever whenever this fantastic windows 10 update comes that kills nr2003 from my computer doing it on iRacing. Um, yeah you could do that or like or like even if like i don't want to race nr anymore like i would i i would have a lot of fun commentating like people that i know yeah because then i feel like i feel a lot more comfortable and there's insight that i can give into each of those people hmm. whereas you know the couple the who who did i commentate for even what we did the, tmp we? late models i think a couple times yes we did we did late models. you were very um, if I recall correctly, you were very uncomfortable didn't know everybody, which is, <laughs> which I understand I because well. a lot of times when we've done our first races with leagues, I go in there and I'm very timid. And then eventually they understand like, oh, this is Joe. And, and part of it is I put on a, you know, a cult of personality while we do the <laughs> broadcasts. It's a little different. It's a little different Joe yeah. than what the guys here at JTN see in Bristol. Definitely what Bristol gets to see, but, um, Cause you gotta do that, right? You got there's a JTN yeah. Joe and then there's an actual Joe, but um, and I think I did two or three races, and by the last one, I was way more comfortable than the first one, so I'm exactly. sure I would be fine. It's a it takes but, a while, it's fun to do. That's why we don't, yeah. you know, when people say, Oh, can I come do a race? It's not, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, come on. It's because it, it takes time to get used to it, and usually we don't have the luxury of time when it comes to yeah. putting on good productions for the, our leagues. It seems um, like a silly, fun thing to do in your spare time to broadcast a race, but it's actually a lot of preparation. A lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe just maybe if you maybe if you were in that I group always, before that we we would kind of make fun of you for you know, hey, behind closed doors you 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 would get the you'd get the treatment of this guy's a jerk because he doesn't know anything and he's like, oh, I just want to do. This. Can I be on the broadcast? Like, don't be that guy. There's it's nothing hard to do this. There's nothing it's wrong with to, wanting to do, to do it, stuff. but there's a in my um and you can probably agree with this i'm i'm a little bit of a control freak sometimes with things especially when with things that have my name on it yes and whose name's on jtn oh mine so uh i like to know i like to know what i have like that's JT why network yeah <laughs> that's why um that's why ricky <laughs> and tommy have been so awesome because i i've known you know we've we've know we've all known each other for a while now yeah um so we kind of and this is not how we were supposed to start the show but I don't really care anymore. Um, it's a good cold open, to be fair. It's it a great awesome. cold open. We're we're vamping. Um, but there's that chemistry there, and I think you and I we were still at a point where we were maybe like two or three months deep into this, and there was a long time. Davy Davy was under the impression that I hated him, and I was under the impression <laughs> that Davy hated me. 
Um, Neither of which were true. I exactly. Don't think. So, um, you know, we were still at that point where we were still kind of working through, not working through things, but feeling it out. Yeah, understanding each other's boundaries. But now feeling, we're a little better. So I don't know. Feeling it out. I believe we have USRL Saturday night for sure. Um, the, the rainouts wow. in the past week. Um, for anyone that's still watching and actually cares about our broadcasts, um, thank you. First off. And, and thank you for all your support as always. But um, Race LM, which is a big manager, server manager for a lot of leagues, uh, primarily for us for All Star Racing on Wednesdays and Bomb Squad Racing on Thursdays, and whenever we have other Bomb Squad races, um, their servers are getting upgraded. They've been down now for two weeks, or it will be mm-hmm. two weeks. Um, so I am very hopeful that their servers will be restored tomorrow for our racing because then it's going to start making us run into issues that I do not want to have to deal with. Mm. Um, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So just uh, make sure if you're watching out for those broadcasts, make sure you're staying tuned to our JTN socials. Um, I also try to, you know, at least post something in the in the live in the live chat of the videos so that way you, you at least know. Um, and then like last week, I forgot to change the date of the Thursday race to to this week um, until the probably Friday or Saturday night, honestly. Um, so just. If you're looking for those, you didn't see them, we don't go live for some reason, make sure you check out our socials. That's why it's so important to follow us. Johto Network Twitter, Johto Network Facebook, um, to make sure you stay up to date with that. But you got the Fake Racers podcast with myself and also Davey Hazard. And we're going to get right into things. And him. Let's let's get right into things. Las Vegas was fun. There were uh there were a couple different stories for each race. Let's start with the truck series. There's the truck series. So Sheldon Creed and his Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So, big wreck coming off of turn two. I can see how that's scary, because trucks at Vegas is pretty much just a super speedway, just like the Cup Series for, you know, the first 10, 15 laps is pretty much a super (laughs) speedway. Um, It's just the way the track's built. And um, Sheldon Creed, in his infinite wisdom, dives down to the apron, sees the wreck happening besides him, thinks someone's going to hit him, gasses it up. And broadsides Chandler Smith, who's just sitting there. Um, his post, his post infield care center interview. You know, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean. To, obviously, I didn't mean to do that. Blah 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 blah. Um, but I was just worried about getting clipped from the side, and I understand that. But what's the one thing you never do, Davy? Just when you're driving your car in general. When you're like I mean, in, say, a thick fog, what do you what do you not do? Gas it up. <laughs> um, I, I I and here's the thing is like I do totally understand the reasoning. Like I understand yeah. the reasoning, and and you know it makes total sense from the perspective of like he's not on a highway, he's in a race, and mm-hmm. he's trying to gain spots, and like I get it. Um. <sighs> It's tough because I've been in those situations before. Luckily, I've never hit anyone doing that. Thank goodness. But I've been in those situations before where you have, you know, something going on over here, and then wham, something's in front of you. Like, I can, I like, and I, I can't even really say this about like sim racing because like sim racing, there's no risk, right? Like, I, if I gas it up and I, and I and hit your the safety guy, safety rating and I racing, maybe. Yeah, you're, yeah. Like I'm not like nothing's gonna happen. Like I'm right. gonna plow the guy and he might be mad, but like you know who cares because it's just a it's just you know it's just a sim race um so i'm using like real life examples like i've been in those situations before where you 
where you want to get out of that situation as quick as possible. And so I understand it. That said, the most rookie, rookie mistake you could probably ever make in a race car in like an incident where there's a crash in front of you. I like, I, I, I there are a plethora of drivers mm-hmm. in the cup Xfinity and truck fields that I would expect to make that mistake before Sheldon Creed, who's shown yep. to be Who mostly is the pretty def- smart. Defending series champion. That too. Just a really dumb move. And I like Sheldon Creed, but it was dumb. It was yeah. just straight stupid. Um, I'm sure he feels I'm sure he feels that way too. Yeah. But it was it was pretty you know, he ran over to the eighteen truck to make sure he was okay, but um Mike Joy talked about it on his Twitter and people kinda went at him like he said he was sorry, blah, blah. sorry doesn't fix race cars. It's is you know, one thing I can nor say. Nor would it have nor would it have healed him if he got injured. Yeah. Um, but we, we've, you and I, we've had this conversation and I don't know if Matt was around for when we were having these conversations about respect and, you know, the driver's responsibilities to keep each other safe. Uh, cause driver we, accountability. Yeah. We, I mean, we were primarily talking about that after Talladega in the spring, um, with yeah. Logano's wreck, but there, it, I don't want to say that that's what happened because obviously it was a situation where he was trying to save his own race and just. Didn't, but it, it's sometimes it's troubling when you know the care for others isn't necessarily in the forefront of people's minds. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. It's probably not. You know, oh, well, maybe it's just me. But I think we should all care about each other. Um, but you understand what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, it's yeah, troubling yeah. that that wasn't that didn't seem like it was a thought that went through his head. Mm-hmm. Like I could really nail someone here. Like yeah. Like, like I, I do not know what's in front of me, and mm-hmm. and and people yeah. tried to say, "Oh, he backed off. He backed off." Yeah, he backed off, and they showed his onboard, and then he gassed it back up. Like it, it's not. It wasn't about the speed he was going into the wreck. It's it, it's the fact that he, you know, smashed the accelerator. But um, Christian Eckes survived it along with the rest of Thor Sport uh, to finish one, two, three, four, which is the first time I believe in Truck Series history that a team has done that. Mm. Definitely the first time Thor Sport's done it. Um, but Eckes finally kind of validates his uh part-time <clears throat> duties in the 98 i think yeah um with getting the win still think grant and finger probably should have been in that ride and maybe you should have reevaluated your other drivers Johnny solder um <laughs> i mean it is what it is i agree it is what it is um I agree, I, I, i'm sure solder would probably say he had well this year the last year he would agree with that i wouldn't agree with me saying take his ride away but i digress um, but it, this this brings up the interesting plot line of now there is one less spot available or one less race available for someone to clinch their way to Phoenix in the truck series. Uh, we had Carson Hosevar did the intentional spin. NASCAR finally laid the hammer down on somebody. But, you know, when Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson or John Hunter Nemechek does the same thing, there won't be a penalty. So, yeah. That was um I'm sure I'm 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 not sure it's not we, that it shouldn't have happened. It's the fact that it, and it goes back again, another conversation we've had, inconsistencies in how we're doing the rules. Yeah. Like I listened to Bumper Clear and they have the spot on, spot off segment and they said Carson Hosovar gets penalized, blah blah blah, and they're like, Oh yeah, spot on. It's like, well yeah. yeah but no, you're duh. missing the important part where like the other guy who did it in the same race didn't get penalized at all. Mm-hmm. Like I just where is it? Where do we? Where is it? Where'd it go? 
Why did we not do that for him? I mean, we'll never know. But we did it. Someone did it last week at Bristol, and they didn't throw a caution. I think Sheldon Creed spun in the corner, and they didn't throw a yellow. Like, yep. the rules make no sense because, like, Hosovar stopped on the apron in a mile and a half compared to Sheldon Creed being stopped in the middle of turns three and four at Bristol. Like, which one do you think would warrant the caution? <laughs> So, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. But Ekis wins. Congrats to Ekis, Thorsport. Um, again, it leaves open that extra spot. Trucks go to Talladega this weekend, just like the rest of NASCAR. So, it'll be a, it'll be a fun time. I already know mm. who Davey's going to pick to win the race. We don't even have to talk about it later tonight. <laughs> um, Xfinity Series race Saturday night. Uh, it was a it was a fun race. It not the greatest, but it was a fun mm. race for sure. I, I missed probably yeah. the first hour and a half, maybe because I was coming Me back too. from the Michigan football game. But I had to see the end of it, which was really fun. Uh, Josh Berry, what what more could you say about Josh Berry and his Josh Berry? He oh my god. He and again thoughts and prayers with Mike Lynette recovering from his injury, his leg injury. Um. Hopefully he can make a recovery, get back to 100% at some point. But if you're Michael Annette, if you're the one team, if you're Pilot, Flying J, you want to leave Barry in that one car the rest of the year, right? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's... I it like It is so unbelievable. Like, Michael Annette could not be feeling worse right now. Mm-hmm. That car went from, like, 15th place car to winning a race just because he was out of it. Holy crap. Well, and thinking back to Michigan, Barry probably should have won that race heads up with Allgaier. He gets the win here at Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this comes from a guy that we really just said, okay, he's just going to be good at, you know, he'll be good at Martinsville, and that'll be his shot to win a race, and mm-hmm. we'll see if he wins, and then he goes out and wins it. And has improved every time he's been on the track, and it's even more impressive because of the lack of practice this year, too, right? So, yeah. Um, and I'm, and I mean, he like like you said, like he rallied late to make like make this one happen. Mm-hmm. Um, blew the doors off him by mm-hmm. the end. I mean, was destroying them. Yep. Un- like straight up beat everyone on track. I mean, it was uh, it was unreal how much of a gap he made at the end of that race over his teammate. He came out behind all guy, right? Like mm-hmm. right behind him by like a second or two. Gapped him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So very impressive run for Barry. This again brings up the same idea, like for the drivers' championship. Um, now you kind of got one less race to win. You got Talladega and the Roval to finish out through this round for the Xfinity Series, just like the Cup Series, um, mm. which are two major wild cards. I know you'll be at the Roval, but um, you know Riley Herbst had issues. Um, I don't. Jeremy Clements also had issues, but I, I think we probably would have pinpointed Clements. Guys, probably on the outside looking in, the round yeah. of eight. Not that we wouldn't have done that for Riley, but he at least is it should be in good equipment. Um, but it just makes this weekend's race at Talladega even more interesting. But we love to see. I think Jeb Burton was also involved. You know, Colleague will be very good this weekend at Talladega. Yeah. Um, Cup Series. Hamlin starts the round of twelve, just like he started the round of sixteen, winning the opening race of the round. Um, Hendrick drivers kind of had their little miscue on the pitch strategy, which was kind of yeah, pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and uh, Christopher Bell also had some late race struggles. First off, the gaff on Hendrick Motorsport. My goodness, they missed that. <laughs> I mean, it cost them that race. So, they, were the, 
they were the fastest cars probably all on the racetrack like every single one of them yeah by i think byron probably would have had a good shot to usurp larson for the win by the end of the race but mm-hmm. um i think he had a tire issue like his wheel or something but um so i i everyone you know it was it wasn't a good call right it, it, i can't argue that it was a good call i can tell you what the intentions behind the call were vegas is a very um tricky race to understand if you look at the trends a lot of times you do have a caution in the middle of stage two that's just what the trends say but also you've had races where you have that late race caution you don't have the late race caution you it's just all this all this crazy stuff seems to happen at las vegas it's probably conducive of of the you know 550 horsepower package and how that track races say it's a gamble it's hey you gotta roll the dice um so i think that was probably probably a big part of the struggle there um i I just not too much more you can say besides that i they just kind of missed it now i think alex bowman and william byron might both be on the outside looking in i know bowman for sure um with talladega which is I don't think Bowman's really had the greatest of luck on the super speedways. Byron's obviously won at Daytona. Um, Larson's uh, plus 70, 60, 50, whatever he's plus, he'll be fine. <laughs> and Chase had a good finish, so he'll be okay too, especially with the Roval yeah. looming. Um, but I saw some talking about it. This doesn't, is Denny Hamlin, not that he never was for some people, is Denny Hamlin even more of a favorite for the championship by season's end, or is it still, you know, Truex and Larson? Dude, Larson's obviously going to be a favorite. Truex is consistent and fast. Everyone, and everyone was talking about Ryan Blaney's getting hot at the right time. Ryan Blaney's getting hot at the right time when he won those two races on the trot, you know, right before the playoffs or whatever. Um, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's getting hot at the right time. He is, uh, I don't know if I'd call him a favorite, but I mean, he's a lock for my final four. So his, all of his splits are better this year than they were last year. Top fives, top tens, mm-hmm. speed in the car, just like raw speed is pure, I believe is higher. I don't have those numbers. Um, he is statistically better this year than he was last year, which is really scary considering all the wins he had last year. It's just the fact that Kyle Larson has been out there and has been so good, and Hendrick has put such a focus on the 550, which I think is is a bigger story than people will will admit to it being, especially once we go to Phoenix at the end of the year. Um, So it'll it'll be... be, We will be watching with hopeful eyes, because Denny, love him or hate him, uh, we don't need another Mark Martin. And Denny Hamlin, love or love him or hate him, Denny Hamlin. If you hate Mark Martin, I don't know what you're doing. Um, yeah. But I I don't want to see another driver have to go through that and have to answer those questions about well, what does it mean to never win a championship? What is it? You know what I mean? So yeah, um, this could be the year for Hamlin, and a lot of people will probably go out and they will say, you know, there'll be the Hendrick Chevy fans of the world saying that Larson was the rightful champion and. Since that's a majority of the fan base, all of a sudden the playoffs will be bad again, um, even though they were yep. great last year. Because that's how the <laughs> that's how the tide rolls. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be fun to see because Hamlin would definitely be a deserving champion if there ever was one. We have two races though left with the 550 package uh, and Gen Six with the 
Texas and Kansas in the round of eight. Don't know why that's the way the schedule is made up, but it is. <laughs> um, so, you know, Texas is obviously probably not going to be a great race. Um, Kansas has potential to be good because the spring mm. race was pretty good there. Um, so, you know, two races left, folks. That's all you got to deal with. Then we're probably going to go down to like 450 or something, but what we signed up for. Listen, whatever gets us through until we get some 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 turbo engines. Let's get <laughs> turbos on. Let's get turbos on ovals, please. Please and thank you. I mean, you kind of covered everything all in one shot there. Honestly, yeah. I don't really have much to add. The race was awful. <laughs> it I was actually just not okay. So you're gonna hate me for this, but in that Jeff Clark poll, I totally voted that it was a good race. Not because I, I was you. trying to be a contrarian, but I thought the strategy aspect of the race was pretty good. Um, in terms of like you saw the big gamble by the Hendrick guys and it didn't pay off. I thought I think yeah. that's always interesting. It, there's more stories than just the battle for the lead. Just because TV doesn't cover it doesn't mean it wasn't a good race. So, but I vote yes for most of the polls because I usually enjoy the races, no matter what happens. Even if my favorite driver wrecks out of the race lap five, I still enjoy the race. I think other people should try that sometime. Um, IndyCar finale was not as drama filled as the broadcast tried to make it out to be. It wasn't, but you know, but I thought it was. I thought it was a good race. Um, Colton Herta wins two in a row to end the season, so good for Colton Herta. Wins in his his home track, right? This Long Beach is considered his home track. Yeah, I think so. Um, so good for Colton Herta, Brian Herta, Andretti. Finishing the year off pretty strong, especially going into were, next year. Those guys um, are fast. Where, you know, Rossi's going to have to kind of... I don't know if Rossi needs to step it up or his team does, but someone in that 27 team is going to have to step up. And then Grosjean, obviously, being in the 28, might might very well be an upgrade in the driver department. <clears throat> yeah. Um, But Alex Pillow, for first year at Ganassi, right? Am I correct in that? First year at Ganassi wins the championship. What more can you say about the it's Spaniard, right? He's from Spain. Yeah, he's from Spain, yes. And what can you what more can you say? Spaniard. You sound like <laughs> you sound like David Hobbs. Um God. I mean, honestly, all the drivers that kind of burst into the scene on IndyCar this year, you know, Pedro Award, Alex Palau, like those guys like both of those guys were like people knew who they were, obviously. Mm. Like they got seats in IndyCar. Like they were they're IndyCar drivers. Grosjean even, I think, outperformed what we all thought he would do. Yeah, like just like so many fun storylines popping out of nowhere. And um, I mean, what more can you say? Well, I mean, my thing, my thing. Disregard the championship. He beat Scott Dixon. Hmm. Well, Ganassi finally has a second driver. I think it's the big thing, like, right? Like, what, what was the stat that I saw on that ten car? Like, like it had won like as many races in the past like ten years as it did this season, or something like that, or it was like some stat like that. Yeah, because pretty much since, um, because like TK when he went when he was in the ten for a couple of years there, and you know the middle of the last decade was decent, but not you know setting the world on fire like Pelot did. Um, and then after after Dario obviously had his career-ending incident mm-hmm. um there really wasn't anyone uh i guess it was mainly tk wasn't it but yeah uh what marcus erickson was in there 
not Marcus Erickson. Um, I always confuse them. Who is Eric Markison? Huh? No, I said Eric Markison. That um, was the joke. Who's the other guy at Arrow? <laughs> Why am I drawing a blank? Shadow and Ollie. What is his name? Why am like I Ollie drawing G. a blank? Because isn't he? He was at Ganassi before. They literally talked about him because he was. Where you at? Unless I was right. I'm definitely not right. Oh, it was Rosenquist this yeah. season. Yeah, so Rosenquist um, was in the 10 car the last couple of years, too. Didn't perform to the same level as Pelo did. So um, it's it's interesting to see, especially with Ganassi probably refocusing uh, as an organization, right, with the closure of the NASCAR team. I'm sure yeah. they, they're going to bring over a bunch of smart people from that department to help with the IndyCar and probably lose some people off the IndyCar teams that maybe go uh, to other organizations in, in the paddock, but um, it will be fun to see. Very happy that, you know, we got a young driver winning a championship, which I think is always good for, you know, building a younger fan base. You're also looking at next year where NBC, I believe, carries 14 of the 17 races. Ooh, that's spicy. That's real uh, spicy. I like that. Of course, uh, we didn't talk. We're not going to talk about it on this episode, but the, the schedule did come out this last week, so we'll, we'll bring it up. Iowa returns, mm -hmm. obviously, um, but Belle Isle lost a race, so now it's just one race, which makes me sad. But it made me sad too. Um, and Texas, I think, still has a doubleheader. Maybe I'm not sure. Yeah. Someone would have. Windy car schedule. Well, I know you're listening. Uh, no, Texas only has one race. Okay. I guess. Are there any double? I don't think there's any doubleheaders, is there? Iowa. Iowa's the only double. Iowa. But that's good. I like that. Yeah. That's good. Iowa it deserves it. Um, return to Toronto, hopefully, which mm. is good. Um,. Yes, yeah, so I I also want to talk a little bit about um, Long Beach as a season finale, which I thought was phenomenal and really fun. Um, I I th I just think like going to Laguna Seca is going to be kind of a kind of a buzzkill of a finale. Like it's not going to have like it felt it doesn't like have Long the same Beach atmosphere. It has atmosphere, so like adding the championship to it is going to make it even better. Um. Really, the only way I could see it getting better than Long Beach is maybe having it in Nashville, but we would probably have to make some changes to the layout. They they need to do something with that Nashville track because that race was it was fun and it was interesting, but it was atrocious. That's what I said. Like if they if they <laughs> did something to the if they did something to the layout, maybe like maybe straightened up that first section a little more to where it's not like. Tight chicane, tight chicane, tight chicane. You know, straighten it out. Like, mm -hmm. we got barriers there for a reason. You know, reinforce them. Do whatever you got to do. Because I think any car needs to be in Nashville. I mean, yeah. Obviously, I'm biased and I had a lot of fun and like uh, another I, thing I was there. But they could always go back to the super speedway as an extra race, not to replace the the race downtown. But that's a super speedway a wouldn't idea. be a bad bad idea if they want to. They they could totally do two races in Nashville and be okay if you if you had them separated by enough. And yeah. plus, they're two completely different races, right? It's not like you're running yes. the same course twice. And probably if you go to the Super Speedway, that'll probably bring in more folks that aren't from, you know, 
directly in the metropolitan area. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, I don't get paid to make the decisions. I don't get yeah. paid at all. So, but in the name of in the in the name of IndyCar finale is like, I really enjoyed it being in life. If I feel like all the drivers enjoyed it being in Long Beach, everyone yeah. in the industry enjoyed it being in Long Beach. The fans liked so, it in Long Beach. Obviously, the tradition is you know whatever it is, it's it's going to be in March this next season. That's probably where it's going to stay. But, um, yeah, that street course city feel finale like. You know, that's why I brought up Nashville. Like, I feel like Nashville is probably the only locale that could match it, track withstanding. St. Pete probably couldn't, right? St. Pete probably could. Because I mean, Pete, they, yeah. so Nashville would be tough just because when your season ends, football started, so you'd have to work around the Titans schedule. That'd be the only thing I see being an issue there. And same same thing probably with St. Pete. You'd be working around the the Buccaneers schedule, so. That's true, and that sucks. Yeah, but football's king of the United States. Um, now we get to talk about Davy. Davy always had a fun time last fall talking about silly. Here we go, silly season. Um, <laughs> I was sick of talking about silly season because I couldn't wait to get to the good stuff. You know, the the philosophical <laughs> racing stuff. stuff. I think we we did enough of that. <laughs> Fair <laughs> so, enough. Simon Pagano, uh, in a move that everyone saw coming for like a couple months now. <laughs> Uh, and Miller Shane Grayson announced he'll take over the 60 car, so he'll join Elio Castroneves, so the two former Penske teammates, um, over there at Shank for 2022. <clears throat> we like that, right? I like that. I like Simon. I don't really like Elio that much, but it is what it is. How can I not like Elio? Because he's fake. Davey, my mic ain't even picking up half the things I'm saying. It's great. It it's a great thing. I it, It's great. I'm happy for Simon, because I like yeah. Simon. But Elio's always been a little weird for me. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, watched him in, win the Indy 500 this year. So, whatever. Screw I was you. happy for Shank. <laughs> I was happy for Michael Shank. Um, Alright. Well, with that, good, good for Pagano, good for Shank. We love good it. Passion, good for Shank. I, I am so happy to see Shank successful in IndyCar. Um, he has a Dinner with Racers episode where he talks about how badly he wanted to be competitive and happy in IndyCar. Yeah, I talk about the stuff, stupid podcast all the time. I don't care. Other podcasts never talking about ours. I always talk about ours. Are you kidding me? You have the merch. God. I have the merch. It's to, not hoodie weather yet. Remember to go to the uh, links in the description below the JTN merch store. Get your fake racers podcast merch now. Um, You know what? On the topic of that, I'm gonna I I have a bet to place on Talladega, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a shirt per purchase. Okay. But we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk, we'll talk about, about when it we get to our picks. picks. Okay. We'll talk about when we get to our picks. Um, you know, get off my neck. Can't have, can't have anything ahead. nice here. Let's go to some Xfinity Series news. Daniel Hemrick is gonna join Colleague Racing in the 11 car next year. Um, I honestly don't. I see this as a step up for him. In terms of, he will probably be more of a focus for his team, right? I, I think it's pretty obvious he's probably not the focus at Gibbs, um, which isn't anything against Gibbs, but uh, you know, Daniel yeah. Hemmerich has never—he's only been the focus of his team maybe once in his career. <laughs> Gibbs likes to focus on race winners. Fifty-six top fives <laughs> without a win. 
<laughs> That's insane. That is such a stupid statistic. You, you tell me another driver that can finish second like 13 times and not actually win a race or whatever the number. <laughs> um, and he probably should have won Atlanta earlier this year too. So let's be probably real should've. for a second. Um, Get real. So Hemrick continues to shuffle around. It's now it leaves open, you know, three seats at Gibbs. There's been a, there's the rumors are that Gibbs will be three cars. Um, pretty much at least one seat open, which would be the 20 um, or 54, whatever they decide to do number wise, you know, right, Brandon right, Jones right. in the 20. I doubt they do that because obviously he's going to be there because it's all about the money, money, money. Um, you got the money. And then obviously Ty Gibbs will be probably in the 18. Um, yeah. Because he is very much deserving of being in the 18 car. So who's in the supposed third car, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. It's Toyota's developmental system. Who's available? I wouldn't be surprised if they make their third car their all-star car. But Kyle Busch has said that he doesn't want to do any more Xfinity races. So I I, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, But Truex and Bell ran races as well as Denny Hamlin in the 54. So, you know, maybe you continue that all-star card. Maybe give Bubba a couple races, which I think could help him. Um, and Kurt Busch, too. Yeah. So maybe maybe you turn that into your all-star car. That's um, actually... Wow. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's almost like Bubba should have probably been in that 54 car a couple times this year or something. Yeah. Um, If Toyota actually cared about his development. Just saying. They don't. No, they don't. Care. Like, come on. <laughs> he he's there because Denny Hamlin cares about his development, not because of Toyota. Um, he's bringing fat stacks. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> I don't know who takes that other seat though, because the Toyota pipeline. I mean, John Hunter. If you're gonna run a full time, that was, would be. Yeah, that was my first thought. Was John Hunter? So maybe that's the route. He'll probably show out in that ride and mm-hmm. battle Ty Gibbs a lot. And he he's got a couple know, races in good position. too. It gets him, get, puts him in a good position to get yeah. a good cup ride in the future. Yep. I think that's probably why Hendrick ended up going to colleague because there's, you know, there's going to be a second cup seat. He can, he mm-hmm. has cup experience. Yeah. Um, didn't really tear up too, too much equipment. Didn't run great, but you know, RCR as a whole probably didn't run too great. Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting. You know, maybe Hembrick probably sees a, a easier pathway to cup by going back to Chevy than he does staying with Toyota, which is a very valid assumption to make. Double thumbs up from Joe. Uh, Portland will be added to the Xfinity Series schedule uh, in place of, I believe, Mid-Ohio is what the rumor is, right? Um, yeah, it was funny how it worked out because the news was Portland rumored to be on Xfinity schedule. And it's like, oh, it's like David Stur- Adam Stern saying it. And it's like, oh, cool, awesome, Portland, woo! I like everyone's really excited. And then Bob Parker's is like, looks like it's replacing Mid Ohio. And everyone's like, wait, no, not like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I, I'm sad. The Mid Ohio Xfinity Series race I always thought was quite good, quite I, fun. I hate taking another race away from the Midwest, man. Why? What are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing? I get it, yeah. like, the South is your, your demographic, and whatever. He took a race away from Michigan to add a second Darlington. Fine. Whatever. But, lordy. Why? why? Mid-Ohio. Gone. Portland. And I'm not going to be the guy that's going to talk about, well, the population out west, they're moving away from out west, they're moving to the middle of the country now. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to be that guy. 
Um, I feel like Indy Carter has a nice stranglehold on the northwest region of the country. And yeah. I don't I don't know how much you have to gain by going out there with an Xfinity race. You, you probably have something to gain, but I don't know how much it really is a gain. I think if it were an oval race, we would maybe be close to having that discussion. But I think the fact that it is a road race might attract more people than you think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, probably in conjunction with like a Trans Am race too that weekend in Arca. Now, it would have been beautiful for an Xfinity IndyCar doubleheader, but I know we had that with Indy and all that fun stuff. So Yeah. Well, and yeah. I, I doubt they do something like that just because um, they probably won't want to run that race that late in the year. Yeah. So, and they, they probably don't want the Xfinity Series showed in NASCAR because no. people at NASCAR think like, um. <laughs> All right, man. We're we're gonna go on a deep dive on some of this stuff in the off season, man. It's gonna be a fun off season. We're gonna have so much fun. Uh, the snow's gonna start falling up here. The leaves will fall off the trees down there, maybe. Um, <laughs> it'll be great. It uh, won't be as deep green. <laughs> it'll be a little more yellow. Um, there's some news about next gen practices next year. This I find mm. I find this very fun. Um, Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> supposedly, as a man, as a man of engineering, as a man of engineering that doesn't necessarily want to be an engineer anymore. Double thumbs up. Um, Thirty minutes of practice, most most weekends. Um, then straight to qualifying, no adjustments underneath the car allowed. Um, I wrote. LMFAO. It's a new car. That's what I wrote in the show sheet, just for everyone at home. There's your little deep dive behind the scenes, JTN. Um, <laughs> what are we doing? What like if the purpose of the next gen car is to close the barrier between the rich teams and the poor teams? What's the best way to do that? Let's have practice with the cheap car instead of you know letting the rich teams continue to invest in. Multi-million dollar software. Simulation software. Pick their setup going into the race weekend. Like, 30 minutes? You can't do anything in 30 minutes on this next-gen car. You can do nothing. So, like, and that's not like, oh, the NASCAR's not going to allow you. No, you just don't have the time. Yeah. These drivers won't know how these cars are going to handle. There's already a bunch of reports about how they, this, the, you know, the rack and pinion steering... <sighs> A lot of them are very uncomfortable with it, and that's mm -hmm. just from a you know lack of experience with it. But it's still it's yes. still scary. Um. It just doesn't make sense, especially when there are solutions that are so easy to find. Like what? If you if you want to if you want to one day show it, I'm gonna let you go in because I know you got a lot to say about it. If you want to one day show it, if you want to do this quick wham 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 kind of thing that they're doing, one day show. The series, you know, Sunday morning, two-hour practice. Run straight to qual, like half hour later, let all the cars cool down. Run straight to qual, line the cars up, and freaking race them. It's not difficult. It's not hard. So... I don't understand, like, the, why, why 30 minute sessions, no changes available underneath the car. I, 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 I don't know what exactly underneath the car means or what it entails, so... what that excludes and what that includes. So... Real quick, remember the new car has pretty much it has a sheet underneath of it. Makes yeah, it, the flat. Yeah. Makes it flat, which will 
create an ungodly amount of lift, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm trying. I don't know. Ooh. Um, but I have some big old roof flaps. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for that big ass spoiler. I don't care. I said it. We, them, Dale Jr. said them, it on TV. I can say them, it on their podcast. Them uh, chugging roof flaps may be like this big. <laughs> Dude, they're gonna be bigger than me. Um, the whole the whole roof hatch flies. <laughs> the deck lid just opens up. <laughs> um, no, but. It, it just it, we have been told now for the last two years we can't first we were told because of covid which i completely understood can't practice and qualify because of covid this year we were told uh well we didn't expect to be running this car so we want to save money so we're not going to run practice and qualifying you know what fine sure i'm good with it if this is a one-year thing Fair. fine I understand. Is. Save money coming out of the pandemic. You're probably seeing your your sponsors are seeing less ROI, so they're paying you less. I get it. Save big money at Menards, man. Yes. Um. If this is supposed to be a new era for the sport, wouldn't you want your teams and your drivers, your engineers, your your crew guys to have as much experience with the new car out of the gate as humanly possible? wouldn't make a lot of sense for that to be the case like i think there's four tests in the off season and then there'll be tire tests and stuff explain to me how running at daytona because i'm sure we'll have like three hour long sessions at daytona for no if but then we won't get them at you know las vegas and bristol and all these other tracks explain (laughs) to me how that makes any sense i can't joe besides saving money besides being greedy can't do it it's a greed move that's all it is i it's so frustrating to watch them tiptoe their way you know first start tiptoeing the way now full-on sprinting their way towards becoming an entertainment brand instead of a motorsport. I, from day one, I don't like spec cars. I don't like spec series because you're taking the engineering out of it. Once you take the engineering out of it, oh, it's not a sport if it's engineering. There's a lot of big brain muscles. Let me tell you. Once you take the engineering side out of it, you, you, you take it down just to the driver, which everyone, that's all everyone ever talks about. Oh, we want the drivers to drive the cars. Once everyone's driving the same thing, it's entertainment. It's not. It's not sport. You can tell me all you want that the NFL playing field is level. It's not. Some teams have smarter people that know how to dissect film better than others. Some people have better coaches. Some people have better motivators, better health staffs. Like all these other sports, everyone always wants to talk about the playing field being less even in NASCAR than any other sport. It's not. I, I don't get it because, listen, Davey, your football club, the Tottenham uh, Hot Spurs, is that correct? <laughs> I mean, very technically, but yeah, it is. It's Tottenham Hotspur. Hotspur. Sorry. Yeah, My apologies. No Tottenham. S. And, it, and if you refer to them, you can just call them Spurs. Spurs. Okay. 
Okay. Well, the Spurs. team is the team is Spurs. Spurs. Not the. No the. Spurs. Jesus. Um. Freaking European football <laughs> classism, classism over there sitting next to me. Um. You can't tell me that a Premier League team doesn't have the best nutritionists in all of Europe, heck, in all the world. You can't tell me that they don't have the best um, algorithms for their film study in the world. You can't tell me that they don't have all these things and then tell me that the playing field is even because it's mm. not. You know, money. Baseball, for example. Baseball doesn't have a salary cap. So you have the New York Yankees with the highest payroll in the league, always able to hire the best players. Yes. <laughs> I was raising my hand for our audio listeners. Um, here's the difference, Joe. And here's the difference coming from someone who has driven an equipment that maybe wasn't better than some of the people around me is before. And this is the, this is my viewpoint on this as that person who has been there. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference in those sports is you can, there are ways you can overcome those disadvantages. A, a soccer team, a soccer team that may not have the money of, listen, I don't know American sports, so I'm going to have to use soccer. A soccer team that may not have the money of like a Manchester City, Manchester United. Um, maybe they're in the second division, like because I mean they'll play together at some mm. point, I'm sure. But like they can, they still find ways to overcome those disadvantages because you can, because you can work as a team and you can Mm -hmm. get those things to, to work in a way and you can, you can surprise the other team. You can do this. You can do that. There's strategy. There's tactics that you can use. There's individual brilliance in motorsport. You're only as quick as your equipment can go. You, I don't care how many times no one out drives equipment because that doesn't exist. No one out drives equipment because that doesn't exist. Joe, the equipment can only go as fast as it can go. You can't make it go fast. You can't will it to go faster. If the fastest guy in the world gets in the equipment and he drives it at that at that equipment, that that is as fast as the equipment can go. Mm-hmm. It cannot go faster. Mm-hmm. That's just how I it is. I completely disagree with that. How do you? How can you disagree with that? Because you can look at. I mean, I mean, all these different stats about driver ratings. You. Can at things like peer you can look at all these different statistics that take out the equipment and find that some drivers are just better than other drivers like there's ways to completely narrow it down to the to the athlete the driver you know one good player on a baseball team can probably make it so their home run their run differential is 10 15 runs less in a season yeah, like but Cor- Corey joy is never going to win an aspire car at a track that requires the car at a, at a 550 track on a mile and a half right. he's never going to win a race in that car true he never will maybe Corey joy doesn't speed. but you couldn't tell kyle larson could a guy that maybe has better no he not, could not whoa 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 it's technically in the realm of possibility he could so, not. so don't say he could not because he could you could say it's unlikely that he would. That's a more accurate he, statement. He, he won't. He won't. Put him in that car for five seasons. I mean, he's Justin not winning Haley a race. won a race in a Spire car. 
Was it yeah, random luck? Extreme, sure. extreme, extreme, extraneous circumstances. The, no one overcame anything. That's the thing. That no, but that's not the argument you're making. That's not the argument you're making, though. The argument you're making is there's disadvantages and advantages, and like you know, this person can do this. There's always going to be people people that do this. Okay, but in those sports, players can still overcome those disadvantages. A driver Drivers can only can go as fast. The no, they cannot. No, they cannot. If the car can only go as fast as it can go, that's as fast as it can go. Kyle Larson's not winning an Aspire car. I'm sorry. I mean, Kyle Larson has won six races in the car that Jimmy Johnson drove to no wins in the last two seasons. So, Correct. Yeah, you're right. And that's fine. Okay, but cool. doesn't that disprove exactly what you're saying? I am saying that that car was, is at least this year, quick enough to win those races. Not every driver is going to drive that car to its absolute capability. The absolute capability of the car matches the absolute capability of the driver that's in it. it the ceiling is here. Mm-hmm. Let's say Kyle Larson is the most talented driver in the Cup Series. Kyle Larson's ceiling is here. Maybe Jimmy Johnson's at 46 years old or however old he is, is here. And then Bowman's here. And then Coriola Joy, maybe he's here. But the ceiling's still here. The car mm-hmm. is still here. Mm-hmm. Drivers can't overcome this. If there's a driver, if there's a driver better than Kyle Larson, then we find out that the ceiling of the car maybe is a little taller. But the ceiling of the car remains the same because you can't physically make it faster than physics will allow the car to go. The Spire car ceiling is probably down here, and there's probably not many drivers that are going to show us that the ceiling is any higher. Kyle or Corey LaJoy has performed very well in that car. Maybe. You know, maybe Kyle Larson's ceiling, it's the most talented, like, like, like the most talented driver in the Cup Series, their ceiling is the same as the fastest car ceiling, and it will not go above that. Then how does the this ceiling is... move? Because you just said it moved, because if the ceiling for the 48 team was here, and Jimmy Johnson was driving the car to its best ability, all of a sudden it's here because Kyle Larson's in the car. Well, then guess What's what? The Jimmy Johnson What's wasn't, the... well, because Jimmy Johnson but, wasn't here, Jimmy Johnson was here. You can't, you can't say. But the, but you're the cause trying, and effect? You can't, What's the cause and effect? The cause What's and effect is a driver is a talented driver is driving yeah. the car at its capability. Jimmy Johnson, we found out, was not driving the car at its capability. So, so you're saying drivers can't elevate their equipment? Then no, that's your argument. No, Un- unless unless they help develop it, unless they are good at setting up cars, okay, but... unless they're unless they give good feedback. Right. They cannot elevate the in the, in isn't, the car in in a situation in yeah, a ga- but... in in a game in, in a game a driver cannot like okay yeah no this car is gonna go faster now I'm just gonna push it you can't do that do you, you can of... make adjustments but right. like taking out the wedge in a car taking out the wedge of a spire car is not gonna make it a race winning race race car I'm yeah, sorry. It could make it faster, but that the that, that's the, the capability of the car, the capability of the car stays the same. We're we're arguing two sides of the same coin, right? No, um, because you're saying something that's impossible, and I'm saying something that's right. No, because there's more to a driver than what they do on the track, right? There's got to be more than that, and that's that's my 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 whole point is. If I can find a way back to it after all your senseless babbling. <laughs> I, I wanted to throw that hook in there. I made more sense than you did the whole entire time. You. Um, 
I don't even know what the point A driver can have equipment. No, they can't. You just said they could. So, so what you're saying is... I'm talking what, about no, no, inning, no, no, like, no, no, no. If, Wait, if we me, are in let a me, race... Let me, let me tell you what, how I'm understanding. And then you tell me where I'm getting this wrong. My understanding of you... You're saying, the car is here. Driver can only go to here. And the only way the driver can go up is if the car goes up first. So, if there's a progression, the car is always going to be ahead of the driver. Because in theory, there can never be a spot where they're at equilibrium, where they're the same. Because if a driver's driving the car to its same ability, we, we don't say teams can get, we don't say teams stop getting better or worse. Like, they're, there's never, they're never stationary, never static. So what you're saying is the driver is capped off. He can only be as high. So if, if say the equipment's here, and then all of a sudden, you know, say this is their five fifth, say this is what they are at Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. In the spring. And then all of a sudden they're here for Las Vegas in the fall. The driver cannot perform at the same level that they did in the spring. That is what you're saying. Correct. So the driver can't perform, you know, here. He can perform here, he can perform here, but he can't perform here. He can't perform anywhere above. You can't drive faster than your equipment. I'm sorry. There's no one out there that outdrives their equipment. It's just a false statement. No one outdrives equipment. Equipment goes as fast as it can go. Okay, so then, then drivers don't make their equipment better. On the racetrack, driving it, no, they don't. Possibly giving feedback, yeah, they can make the, it better. The but adjustments they, 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 make it better. But why the adjustments is make not, it better. Why do you not consider that part of the sport then? Why? Why I'm is why in, is a, why is a driver's brain being able to make good adjustments on a car not a valuable? Because asset? raising the right rear track bar a quarter of an inch, lowering the wedge by this much, is not going to make the car a race-winning race car. It's going to maybe move it like an inch on this scale. Okay, but you know, forty teams out there. You know that old age-old saying: "We're racing thirty-nine other teams. We're not playing one-on-one and, games." And, and also, like like we're also speaking about equipment. We're not speaking like like we're speaking about equipment. Like it doesn't change the equipment that he's in. It just changes the physics of like the geometry of that equipment. The geometry, the, the physics stay the same. Mm. The equipment stays the same. It can mm. still only go as fast as that equipment will allow itself to go. It's just tweaked to go a little bit faster than it was before. Mm-hmm. Not by much. Again, a spire car getting a pit road adjustment is not going to make it a race winning race car. Right, but it could ever. improve it by five spots. Okay, but I, any improvement that, that's still, still, but that's still like like. But your but that your whole but, argument but I, hinges I, all, on all I hear about is is this nonsense about oh Kyle Larson outdrives every race car he's in. That's not possible. It's just a false statement. Yeah, he drives it to its capability, but like there's no such thing as outdriving your equipment, which makes your argument about all this stuff. Those teams can. There's always advantages and disadvantages, and like people overcome. Like you can't overcome your equipment. It's not about overcoming your equipment. It's making... Isn't making it better to the point some of these teams need to make it better doesn't it's... doesn't happen like as quickly but... as like oh drivers are I... drivers are improving the equipment they're doing they're, they're out driving the equipment. I'm trying to say it was a night and day. I was trying to say that the driver can do something to help improve the equipment over 
time, just like a nutritionist can help improve a football time or a strength and conditioning coach help improve a football team time or all these other things. There's always going to be an advantage and disadvantage to the way we conduct our practices, our race weekend, because there's always going to be a team with a little bit more money, a little bit more resources, better people, smarter people, that'll be able to take advantage of those things. The, ar the argument was never... The argument was never supposed to be. Maybe I went on my stupid little tangents. Not going to admit I'm wrong, because I don't think I am. But the argument was never that driver A will overcome the odds of their race car. It was that driver A can make their race car better over time. Over time. Not over laps, but over time. The point where you're seeing those gains week in and week out, standings-wise. Because think about you know, think about a sport like NASCAR, a motorsport, not even just NASCAR, is we don't see these things happen day and night. You know, Eric Almarola didn't win at New Hampshire because he all of a sudden flipped the switch in the Stuart Haas Racing Shop to win him a race. He won the race at New Hampshire because for years that 10 team has been really good at that track and all of a sudden they, then they capitalized on it, right? It's it's not a it's not your your argument is against the fact that in a lot of other sports it's a flip of the switch, not that it's a gradual thing over time. I think that's where your argument lays. That in terms of the flip of the switch, the flip of the switch in this case scenario is that the driver all of a sudden performs here. The car stays here. Because the car can't catch up with the driver, right? If the driver all of a sudden is this good in this race, the car can't be like right? That's your argument. Something like that, yeah, I guess. I don't know. That was that wasn't the <laughs> point I was trying to make, but you're not wrong. How about that? Does that make you happy? I'm happy. Okay. I'm so happy. I've been happy the whole time. Toyota's David Wilson states all manufacturers are behind <laughs> on next gen development. We're not surprised. Nope. Um, <laughs> Is that it? We're moving on. <laughs> yeah, because we 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 were we were in there for like twenty minutes, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, we're not surprised, especially after the test that Daytona proved that the cars were way too hot. You know, there was a point with what I said back when I started saying that, but we both argued about it for so long that I think we both forgot the point. Hmm. What? Okay, good talk. Thanks. Yeah, Appreciate it. What was it. the point? Solid. I said, I what know. was I, the I, point? I, 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 I didn't hear that. I, I forgot. That's why I was... Um... Okay. Well, you know, this weekend we do have a track where the equipment... The driver probably can really affect the way the equipment runs more so than any other track, maybe a road course. Um, ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, yes and no, technically, kind of in exactly. a way. Exactly. <laughs> um, Talladega, we got trucks at two o'clock or one o'clock on Saturday, then Xfinity at 4 30, and then the Cup Series at two o'clock on Sunday. So the trucks are at one o'clock on Saturday. Um, I will probably be watching football, so I will have to bring out the second TV to be able to lame, lame, oh, watch I'm NASCAR. I'm sorry, you my University of Michigan Wolverines head to Madison, Wisconsin to take on the Wisconsin Badgers. Lame. Um, and I'll probably have to watch Notre Dame. I digress. Uh, truck series. Trucks are interesting because they only race here at Talladega once a year. A lot of young drivers. Playoffs. Mm. Trucks are stupid a lot of times late in the race. What? 
Davy's pick is Parker Klingerman. Uh, I pick... It is. I'm not going to refute that <laughs> at all. I, I'm going to go ahead and go with drum roll, Jake. please. Ben Rhodes. I ben, oh, not, not him. I, I was going to say. I was gonna say his nickname, but I I can't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> um, the Xfinity series race two. Real spicy, real spicy. I feel like the colleague cars will obviously be really good. Yeah. Jeb Burton won this race in the spring. Mm-hmm. I don't think he repeat. Uh, who who would you be your pick? I'm gonna go Landon Castle. I'm gonna I'm gonna go take a big shot in the dark here. Oh, this guy needs a win. Needs to prove that he deserves his run with Riley Herbst. Wow! 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 I have wow. a feeling he, he's about to do some crazy stuff. And he, I think he was pretty good at Daytona, but he recalled wow. and then probably got involved in something. That's uh, fun. Cup Series. Uh, so this is what we're gonna do for the Cup Series race. We're gonna pick one playoff driver. We're going to pick mm-hmm. one non-playoff driver, and you also have a bet to tell me. I do have a bet. So I forgot the bet. It was something Not for a shirt. Lie. Yeah. Yeah. What was it going to be? It was going to be dumb. It was going to be like highest finishing Rick Ware car or something like that. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Okay, pick a, pick, a, pick a non-playoff driver to win this race. Ryan Priest. Above a Wallace. Probably a better pick, but I'm gonna go. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking 43 with the Eric Jones will also be pretty good. He <laughs> will be genuinely, actually. He was really good at Vegas, and then they then they did the then they did the Hendrick strategy. Jerry <laughs> <laughs> Baxter. Jerry Baxter. Um, playoff guy. Playoff guys. Oh. Um, heavens to Betsy. That's tough. I feel like it's gonna be. Chase Elliott's going to cause a wreck, so I'm not going to pick him. Matthew Benedetto re- also would have been a good pick. For- we really don't. We really don't talk enough about how Chase Elliott causes like every third wreck on a super speedway. Well, Chase Elliott does nothing wrong ever. Correct. So. You're right. My bad. Him getting wrecked at Bristol was definitely not his fault. It was just Kevin Harvick's fault. Ooh, Joe, I'm going to speak to your heart on this one. Brad Keselowski. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. It's a um, lame pick, but playoff drivers are all lame. Kyle Larson didn't get to run like a single lap here in the spring. L. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny if he won. Um, L. I'm going to go ahead and pick Ryan Blaney then. Ooh, Penske duo. Um, Joey Logano would probably be just, it, it, it'll probably be a pen. If they, if they yeah. don't, if they do not crap themselves like they tend to do. Especially Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski getting involved in each other's <laughs> crap. All the time. It's mainly Joey, but whatever. Regardless. Still telling you, I still think that's the main reason why Brad's leaving Penske, but whatever. Um, One day we're going to get like an all-access Brad Keselowski book, and oh we're going to learn that for sure. I, I'd love to hear hit like Kyle Busch stuff, man. He's so good. Um, but I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll take... Uh, I'll take Blaney just because I don't want to pick Logano. Look at there's mm. Bristol. Oh, they Bristol made see. it. Bristol made it. I see his. Bristol made it. Hey, Bristol boy. Now he's in the screen. 
Good job, Bristol. What a good boy. Um, but that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fake Racers Podcast. Davey, where can they find more information from you? They can find more information on me um, on my Instagram at D7H5, where you can see me racing in underfunded equipment that isn't quite as good. So sometimes I'm maybe not always the fastest driver out there. Um, on Twitter, on Twitter at Davey Hazard, and on Twitch at D7H5 or with an ER at the end. Um, make sure you follow me really quickly before Joe goes and reports all my social media accounts because I made him mad. I don't know how he made. Um, remember to hit the subscribe button if you're here on YouTube. Hit the follow button if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast mm. platform. You can follow Johto Network at Johto Network on Facebook mm. and Twitter, YouTube.com forward slash Johto Network. Hit the like on the video, please, 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 please. Share it with your friends. Please. That's always appreciated. Remember, you can go to circlebydiecast.com, use code JTN at checkout for free shipping on your order of $20 or more. Wow, that was good. Head on over to the JTN. I say it like every freaking broadcast. Um, you can also head on over to the JTN merch store. You can get some Davy Hazard merch, some Matthew wow. Steelman merch. Matthew, we miss you. Um, <laughs> hope, I hope AT and T lets you go soon. <laughs> Man, go go follow him on Twitter to see his little AT and T rants. They're great. <laughs> they're, um, they're never ending. He got into it with one of the representatives, and the representative is just like, "Oh, private message me," and he's like, "No." <laughs> it was so funny um, oh my gosh it was great but uh, make sure you, you check out his stuff too I'll link it in the description below yes. um, but guys thank you so much for watching Bristol appreciates you Davey appreciates you I appreciate I you um, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode tell us what you think down below about anything we talked about or anything we should talk about next week and we can't wait to talk with you guys next week on the Fake Racers Podcast Goodbye.